Hey guys, welcome to Naked and Unashamed, the podcast where we take off the mask, take off the filters, and wear our most vulnerable self, sweetie, without the guilt and shame attached to it. I'm Tega, your host, and I would love to welcome you to the space where we can rest in the realness of our stories, grow in our faith, perspective, and in the healing process. So glad you tuned in. Keep listening for today's episode. What's up? Howdy. Hey. Hello. And all the other words that people use to introduce themselves whenever they're trying to be cool and appeal to the masses. My name is Tega, and we are ending week five of quarantine and welcome to naked and unashamed it's now been a little over months since miss rona decided that she wanted to take a seat on the globe and we can all attest for the fact that we aren't who we were when this quarantine first started and that's a blessing in some ways and in other ways it's kind of like like yeah our outer features may be somewhat nastier because some of us haven't shaved or waxed in what feels like years some of y'all haven't seen a shower since 1904 we may have unibrows because you know the brows haven't seen the light of day our hair kind of needs all three parts of the trinity for cleansing and perhaps you've been wearing the same three outfits on rotation and that's okay that's okay because what's important and more substantial is the fact that our inner character is changing and morphing and people are growing in self-awareness people are growing in reflection time and what it looks like to not rely on what we used to rely on people are growing in gifts like sewing and drawing and playing music and writing painting and and puzzles and and all the other things you can think of reading learning a language. I mean, we are growing and becoming more of a well-rounded person internally. And to me, really, that's the win. That's the more important type of growth to me anyways, out of the two of them. Now, today's Take a Talk is focused around something that popped in my head when I kind of snuck out the house earlier this week. Don't worry, I wasn't just sneaking out to sneak out. I didn't just leave my house to just leave the house, y'all. I'm still following the rules. Shout out to the government, you know, because they be doing their thing and stuff. But I stopped by my mom's job because she had to get me groceries. She got me groceries because she's the sweetest person ever when, you know, she's, you know, you know how moms are. But she was being great. Shout out to Helen. And she wanted me to stop by her job to get these groceries. So on my way there, I had this little nursery rhyme stuck in my head. And some of y'all, you know, if you were the cool kids back in elementary school, probably sang it and did it with your friends. But it was called Ring Around the Rosie. At least that's how the American version was called. Now, the American version of Ring Around the Rosie went a little something like this. Ring around a rosy, a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Bring it back and ring around a rosy, the, hey, hey, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Yup. Well, okay, so it didn't really exactly, like, go like that. I just wanted to give y'all my own remix. Um, If you guys want more music from me, just let me know. You probably don't, but you get the picture. In elementary school, you'd hold hands and form a circle and you sing the song. And I don't know about the other kids you guys hung out with, but the kids I played with would speed the song up. And then you'd get to the point where it's faster and faster. We'd be ringing around the rosy, a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. And by the time you hit the ashes, ashes part, we knew it was about to go crazy because we were going to let each other's hands go and all fall down on the ground while singing the song about a black plague, you know? And there was just something so exhilarating about swinging each other to the ground and and just letting go of each other. And all of that, I started thinking about how 
we anticipated falling down. I think that was the most exciting part of playing Ring Around the Rosie. Like we expected the fall to come and we were ready for it. We weren't really ready for it, but when it came, it happened and we got right back up again. And then I started thinking about roller coasters. Now, I'm a roller coaster queen. I'll scream my actual head off, but I still live for the thrill of the fall. And in my state, we have this ride called the Goliath. And I remember the first time I ever rode it. Now, any biblically named roller coaster, especially one with the name Goliath, is about to get the work from me. Like, I knew that once I got on this thing, it was going down because I was David and the ride was Goliath and fear was not going to conquer me. If anything, the best way to think about it was the ride was Goliath, I was David, the rock was going to be thrown, and that was that on that on that. So anyways, we're going back to the first time that I ever rode the Goliath. And and in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm about to conquer this thing. But it was a different story once I got closer and closer to the front of the line and to get on the ride. Now, my friends were whack at the time. And they were like, Tega, let's get in the back row. Y'all, the ride's more fun when you get in the back. You feel the ride more. So, you know, me being gullible, I make my way to the back of the line. Um, Well, we're at the front of the line. I get to the back of the coasters, seats, the, what do you call them? You know, you know what they call them. So I'm in the back, we're in the last row and I'm sitting there like, yeah, we're about to do this. So I'm feeling good at the moment. Now we're about to ride this ride and Goliath is about to get these knuckles. So I take my seat. I'm in seat number three because, you know, I love my life. So I don't sit on the edge of roller coasters unless I trust it. And this was my first time. So I was not there yet. So I put on my seatbelt situation on and then I look to the left and realize, oh, wait, no, like this is like a roller coaster, roller coaster. Like this isn't just not a regular one. This is a real one because on the left of me, I could see the giant hill that we were going to have to go up and then go down. So at this point, I'm sitting in my seat shaking and stirred and and trying to take off the seatbelt. And I, I'm trying to fight the seatbelt because I'm like, hey, actually, now the more that I think about this, the more I realize that I probably love my life and I was acting like I didn't. So maybe it's time to get off of this thing. And so I'm trying to fight the seatbelt and the safety patrol, a.k.a. the Six Flags workers are strutting down the aisle at this point and they're pushing seatbelts down even further. And at this point, you know, if you've ever been to an amusement park, they do a check. And so all you hear is check, check check and my heart is ringing out my ears at this point the pee is almost about to leak out of my bladder because I realized I'm really about to go on this roller coaster and it is not actually what I thought it was going to be the fall is about to be greater than what I expected and I don't know if I'm ready for that like it's about to go down literally so of course in Six Flags fashion someone yells if you're ready I need you to yell oh yeah and at this point like the pee is like maybe like 70% has dripped out the bladder like I'm like oh baby no like Jesus please just come back down take me off and off the cart went it started going and for anyone who's ever ridden the Goliath or frankly really any roller coaster you know that the climb is disastrously slow like class of 2088 would reach graduation day by the time we got up the hill because it goes that slow. At least when you're on it, it feels so agonizingly slow. Now, in the midst of this ascension, there's a few things that's going on in my head. One, I'm contemplating every mistake that I've ever made. And there were a lot of them at that point. Two, I'm trying to go through a list of people that I never told final words to. I'm trying to figure out how do I apologize to my mom for 
almost accidentally cheating on that test as in I cheated on the test and didn't tell her and that's how I got the good grade I didn't really get it on my own I'm trying to figure out like who do I need to apologize to who do I need to repent to who do I need to ask forgiveness for like it's just a lot of things going on and the third thing is I'm trying to figure out how much pee I've lost at this point because at this point I feel like I'm hitting almost 80 and we were just going up at this point now here because we're in the last row of the roller coaster, our row is finally reaching the top of the hill. And I knew I had to brace myself. Like I knew the giant fall was about to come. I knew like, hey, like if I lose my life here, I mean, at least I made it to 10, you know, it, it is fine. So I'm bracing myself. And what can I do at this point? I grab onto my friend's hand and squeeze the everlasting life out of it. And whoosh, down we go. Now, of course, I screamed bloody murder, but after the first major drop, I was laughing. Like, it was fun. It was fun. I love roller coasters. Now, that sounded really dramatic, but I promise you, I love roller coasters. And after we got off the ride, I proceeded to ride it like five more times after that. So why do I tell you that story? Why did I sing Ring Around the Rosie in that amazing fashion? What, what is all of this about? Both of these stories goes to show something major that falls are expected and anticipated. And this goes beyond roller coasters. See, as humans, we gravitate towards the fall. I mean, when you really think about it, falling is just the human tendency to move in the same direction as gravity. A fall or the fall is is moving in the direction that our fleshly or self-seeking desires wants us to move in because it satisfies our selfishness. And in other ways, it just goes towards the grain of how things naturally are. And even expanding on this idea of falling or why we gravitate towards moving with gravity, we love reality TV because it allows us to see the quote unquote real parts of people in all their messiness. We love gossip shows and blogs and articles because we get some weird satisfaction from seeing imperfection in the spotlight. We have a mind mentality when it comes to our belongings because sharing or giving requires that the other person now owes us. And if they don't give us something in return, then we don't want to share. You see, you meet a cute guy or a cute girl and you feed into the story that they'd never like you back because it's always been that way. You refuse to have hope in certain situations because from your experience, the same result happens every time you have expectation. For each and every person, what your fall looks like is different. But generally put, a fall is a downward pull. So what's interesting about humans is the fact that we are built to fall. Like you think of the time in which you were a baby and after crawling, you start to stand and then you start the process of walking. And part of walking is that you have to fall multiple times in order to get back up. But we were built to fall. And most of the time, if not every time, the fall always catches us by surprise. So, for example, months after staying away from the person or situation that tempts you, you send the late night text or you open that website again or you answer that notification or you take that sip or that puff of that thing again. And now you're spiraling and in disbelief that you did the very thing that you said you wouldn't do. And now you're surprised or you get the bad grade and you don't get into the program you wanted to, and you feel a level of sadness, and you're surprised. Or you get broken up with or break up with someone, and it's the last thing you thought would happen, and you feel sadness, and you're surprised. 
you lose the job that you thought would be the steady and solid thing and you're upset and you're surprised. You lose the friendship that was years in the making and weeks in the breaking and you're upset and you're surprised. The family member doesn't win their battle against the sickness and you're sad and you're surprised. Do you, do you see the common theme here that we go through these circumstances and situations? We go through these falls time and time again and we feel upset about it, but we're surprised that we feel upset, but it is natural that the fall occurs. These things are natural. And through all of those examples, through all of the situations, no matter what your fall is, this surprise catches us because it exposes us. It exposes us to the fact that we are not invincible. Maybe we don't have it all together. Maybe things aren't in our control. Maybe we really can't estimate and project and try to figure things out and calculate and and have a, a solid confined answer. And these falling moments, these falls, when seen in the wrong perspective, give wind to negative self-talk. Rather than seeing the failure as a fall, we see ourselves as a failure. Rather than seeing the circumstance as a lesson, we see it as a loss and ourselves as the loser. And it simply isn't true, y'all. We are literally designed to fall. We are designed to fall. We are designed to fail as well. But haven't you considered and noticed that we don't fall upwards? So we always fall in a downward direction. And it's okay. See, that's normal. What's up, guys? Thank you so, 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 so much for tuning into this episode of Naked and Unashamed. We are not done quite yet, but I just wanted to pop in and not only say thank you, but also say that if you don't follow us on social media, it is at NKD and Unashamed, at NKD and Unashamed. Now, if you like this episode and want to listen to more, there are multiple episodes now out now, as well as feel free to share this episode on your social media platforms on InstaStory or wherever and with whoever, if you think that they need to hear this too. All right. Keep listening for the rest of today's episode. Now, I don't necessarily know who this episode is for and I don't know what your specific fall may be but I can tell you for myself I have fallen tons of times and I have all of the evidence on my knees and elbows spiritually and physically to prove it. I've had the moment of weakness when I send the text wanting to be seen by a guy just for him to not pay me any mind and feel the huge sense of rejection that comes with that. I've had the moment of working so hard on something and putting my heart and my soul into something just for it to go overlooked and unnoticed and not get the outcome that I expected or hoped for. I know what it's like to tell myself that I'm over this person or over the situation and doing that thing just for me to turn around and do the very thing I told myself I wouldn't do or talk to the very person I told myself I wouldn't talk to. And now I look dumb and I failed myself. It's awful. And I'm not here to diminish that. I'm not here to diminish the feelings that come with the fall. What I am here to do is normalize the idea that we all fall and shift your perspective just a little bit. See, falling is expected. We, we all fall. We all go through these moments in which we hit the ground and you feel a feeling or emotion afterwards. And those feelings and emotions are valid. 
See, like I said earlier, a kid learning how to walk falls time and time again. We expect to fall. We expect the feelings of hurt and frustration and loneliness and bitterness that comes with a fall. And our falls look different each time. But we also expect that once a kid hits the ground, after the cry or the painful moment comes, the moment of trying to push against the grain and stand occurs. We somehow expect and anticipate the fact that we are going to fall and things don't won't go the way we want it to do but we don't expect the fact that we also have the ability to rise and for the most part we always do what's interesting is that we cling on so hard to the fall and the emotions and the pain that come with it that in the midst of it we miss the fact that there are opportunities to get up And the rise isn't the same for all situations. It looks different per person and per situation. But the key thing is that for you listening, the same energy that you use to expect that things in life don't go right and that everything is hopeless is the same energy you can put towards understanding that in every fall comes a lesson and that you can and will rise. See, following every death is a resurrection. Once you decide that you you're ready and you want resurrection once you understand that resurrection doesn't just come through you it comes through something higher than you and for me it comes through God and understanding that even when things die like not even just the the metaphorical sense of things dying but even when a person actually dies once you bury them and put them in the ground don't you notice that the grass grows over afterwards and flowers bloom in those areas Because it's possible for things to resurrect even in the midst of death. So yes, the guy or the girl broke up with you and you're hurt. Feel that. Wrestle with those emotions. Understand and try to figure out what you're feeling and why you're feeling those things. But please do not stay on the ground. Take your time in learning what you are supposed to learn in that relationship. And meditate and grow in what you can take away that will make you better. So yes, being home in quarantine has been difficult. Being around your family members is hard and triggering. And honestly, I feel for you because I understand that that can be exhausting. But do not stay on that floor. What are the hidden opportunities and where you lie? What are you not seeing because your eyes are locked on the floor rather than the more that is out there for you? You know, something I've learned recently is that if I keep falling in the same area time and time again, it might mean I need to stop and assess what's tripping me up because maybe I was looking at the floor too long to not understand the surrounding area of which I fell. So for those of you who know how things work at Naked and Unashamed Incorporated, aka my recording room because there's no incorporated here. I'm not ever going to sit here and talk to y'all about something that I haven't had to walk through and wrestle that I'm not still walking through myself because I've never arrived. For me, my fault has always been relationships. And it was never really like a cute fall, like, oh my gosh, I hit the floor. It was always a type of fall where you would like stumble and then you would hit the floor like nose first and then you would eat dirt and like your front tooth would get chipped. It was always that type of fall. And with this, I'd somehow like stumble back up by the grace of God just to fall again. 
it came to a point where I'd be walking around and anticipating a fall. Like it was like Pavlov's experiment with the dogs. If any of you guys are, you know, you understand psych and stuff like that, except the stimulus here that triggered me was like a cute Christian boy with nice style. That's my type in case anyone's, you know, looking and listening. Anyways, a cute Christian boy with nice style. And my reaction was always to either do the dash or get ready to fall because I expected what I previously experienced, you know? And one day in conversation with God, I just sat there frustrated and teary-eyed because it seemed like all I seemed to do was fall over and over and over again. And it brought nothing but frustration. And through continuous conversations with God, through this quarantine, I'm learning that I'm expected to fall in the realm of relationships because I lost my ability to expect to rise. I lost the ability to see anything past the floor because every time I would walk, I'd be staring at the floor and then I would trip and be like, oh, well, I fell again. It always is this way. But I'm like, "Mm, well, when you're looking down at the ground all the time and just expecting to hit it, of course, you're going to fall where your eyes are. It's almost like when you're driving and they're like, keep your eyes on the road. If you're looking at your phone, then you're going to be swerving because your eyes aren't where they need to be. But through continuous conversations with God through this quarantine, I'm learning that I expected to fall in the in the realm of relationships because I'd seen so much death in it that I didn't even think resurrection was possible. Resurrection seemed foreign. I was down for so long that I forgot that I had the ability to get up with God and that he'd sustain me and carry me and remind me that I can get up. See, God never promised that we wouldn't fall. You have to remember that if you're a Christian, which I am, the Bible tells us that in life there will be trouble. There's not a there might be. No, there will be as in you will fall. We all will fall. You will fail like we all will fail. Like there's going to be levels of that. You will get hurt. You will experience pain. You will experience death. You will cry. You will get sad. You will get frustrated. You will get mad. You will have to sit in quarantine for a little bit and it will get difficult. We all fall down. There's no shame in falling and going in the direction of gravity. It's natural. However, there is power in pushing against the grain and getting up. And you can expect that you can get up. You can expect that there's a rise after the fall. You can expect that things can and have the ability to get better. You can expect that you aren't too lost and aren't too far gone to where goodness cannot find you. You can expect that there you aren't exempt from finding and sitting in true joy, not just temporary happiness. You can expect that although you'll face hardships, there is more. Expect to fall. It, like expect that. But also expect that you can get up. Whenever you hit the ground, where are your eyes? Have you been walking this whole time in life with your eyes on the floor so far much that you just expect to fall at every point in time so that when you do fall, it's like, ah, well, here I am again. Where are your eyes? Are your eyes up still expecting to fall or are your eyes down because you're just anticipating it? So I I now have a few final questions for you guys to kind of sit on. And these are questions that I've kind of been meditating on, kind of sitting in, just kind of kind of dousing in, you know what I mean? So here's one. What area of your life have you fallen in that you still haven't gotten up from? 
Now, that sounds a little bit like life alert, like I've fallen and I can't get up. But honey, trust and believe there is life alert available for you. If you realize that you've fallen and you don't know how to get up, there are things that you can do to get up. For me, it's through prayer. It's through community. It's through realizing that I need God. Like there are different ways to get up. But what is that area of your life for you? What area of your life do you have low expectations of? Some of you guys are walking through life with high expectations for for your finances, but low expectations for your character. It's it's wild that we like truly like have low expectations for ourselves in certain fields because we don't think that anything is going to grow out of the soil in which we're in. We think that we are infertile soil in certain areas. And I'd love for you guys to sit and identify what is that part of your life. For me, it was relationships. But for you, it might be something completely different. Are there any moments in your life where you took your fall as being a failure? Now, that question has been something that's hit heavy for me because I thought not only in the realm of relationships but even when it came to things that I did that I felt like I was talented in if I didn't do something right if something went wrong I used to sit there and think like dang well at this point like I can never do this thing I'm a complete failure rather than no this attempt that I made failed however I am not a failure I can get up from this certain situation I just have to choose that I want to learn from the failure And the last question being, in what areas do you need a resurrection? What areas do you think are so far gone that the fall has overtaken everything and that you don't have any redemptive bone in that situation? What is it? Because chances are you haven't been able to look around and see what can grow out of this. Because I promise you, just staring at the floor is not going to be the thing. See, whenever we fall, there is always going to be a rise. We sing, you know, ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes. We all fall down. And that's the reality of the situation, guys. Sitting in quarantine, I realize that we have all fallen down at the same time. And we've hit the floor with a loud bang because it isn't just the United States. It isn't just the state of Georgia. It isn't just the North American, North American region. It's the entire world. We have all fallen at the same time. But what do we do with that? What what do you do when you've fallen? You don't stay on the ground. You don't just make yourself comfortable on the ground. We all fall down, but expect that we all will get up as well. So with that, I'll leave you guys. And thank you so much for listening to these Tega Talks. We will have a guest soon, but I've enjoyed just kind of getting to sit and pour out what's been on my heart, what's been on my mind, and just how God has grown me in this time of quarantine. I think I might be using these as my quarantine diaries. But anyways, I will see you guys in the next two weeks for the next episode and toodles.